I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created so I could have candid conversations with my confident committee. We'll talk about what you care about most, walking in your purpose, finding freedom, and becoming the woman God created you to be. So come join the committee, sis. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. Today, I want to talk to you guys about how to stop caring about what people think. Oftentimes, when people talk about stop caring about what people think, they'll give like a blanket statement. Stop caring about what people think. This is why you shouldn't care about what people think. This is why you should stop comparing. And they give you a lot of the why, but they don't really give you the how. They just tell, or even they'll give you the why and the what. Or sometimes they'll just give you the what. And it's just like, that's not helpful. You know, like I'm a, I, I'm a very emotional person, but I'm also pretty practical. So it's like, okay, practically, how do you stop caring about what people think? Because if I'm honest, I do care about what people think. And most of us do. 99.999% of us do, unless you're a sociopath. Like you care about what people think about you. But how is it that we don't let that govern us? How, does, how is it that we don't let that rule our lives? So I was reading um, in my quiet time this morning in Matthew, and I believe that Matthew gave me some huge, fresh insight into how, the how of how to stop caring about what people think about you. And so we just go and chop it up Bible study style. Um, and I'm going to just let you in on what the Holy Spirit was re- revealing to me this morning. So I was reading in Matthew, Matthew 6. This passage of scripture is commonly referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus goes up to a mountain and he starts preaching to a crowd of people. And he gives them lots of wisdom, lots of insight on how to pray, how to fast, and how to really live this Christian walk out. I read Matthew 6, 1. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And I found it interesting. It didn't say, don't practice righteousness. It said, don't practice righteousness to be seen by people. So where's your motive? Where's your heart? And then it went on to say, so whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in synagogues and on streets. To what? To be applauded by people. So it's, it's not that you shouldn't give to the poor, it's that you shouldn't give to the poor to be applauded by people. But then it says, I assure you, they've got their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees you in secret will reward you. So what I find really interesting about that is Jesus was essentially teaching us that we're called to do good things and we're not called to dim our light or become any less, but we're called to do it to be seen by God. In other words, we live for an audience of one. So it's not that we disregard people and pretend like their opinions don't matter to us. It's that the opinion of God matters more and that we're not doing things for the applause of other people. No, and we're not doing things with the motive to be seen by people, but we're doing things with the motive to be seen by God and to be applauded and rewarded by God. And that's not a bad motive. I know some of us may be like, you know what? I'm just doing it for sacrifice God, whatever you want. But Biblically, it's okay to even be a little bit uh, motivated by external 
reward, which is the reward that the Father gives. It's just that we shouldn't seek after the reward that people give. Why? Because it's temporary. Let me give you an example. So my son, at the end of the day, he gets star stickers for, you know, if he was a listener, if he shared, if he cleaned up, if he did well in school, and if he stayed dry with potty. So he gets five opportunities to get stars. And those stars get rewards and that helps him to do the right thing so whether or not he does it for the sticker or does it because out of the goodness of his heart it still motivates him to do the right thing but he's doing it for the audience of his parents i think god understands that same principle i think god understands that sometimes we can be externally motivated but i think it's important to harness that external motivation in the right place instead of it being externally motivated by the praise and the applause of people be externally motivated knowing that okay even if people don't see me god does see me and even if people don't reward me god will reward me and so it's really just harnessing that energy and that desire in the right place and that will help you along your way but that's not it here's the ticker here's what really resonated with me when i read verse 19 Don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But collect for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This verse stopped me dead in my tracks. I couldn't keep reading. I had to stop there hang out there and really just keep reading that over and over, meditating on it until it internalized in me. And so I started breaking it down and saying, okay, what is this scripture truly saying? Don't collect for yourself treasures on earth. So I think about treasures. What are, what are treasures? Treasures are not only things that you have, but treasures are things that you value. So it's not that you shouldn't have things on earth and that you shouldn't store up for yourself things on earth, but you shouldn't treasure the things that are temporary because it says things that can be destroyed or things that can be stolen. Essentially, it's saying things that are temporary. So you should not place value on things that are temporary. You should not place value on things that won't last for all of eternity. If it's not eternal, you shouldn't treasure it. So let me ask you this. Are you valuing something that can easily be taken away? Now, in this instance, Jesus goes on to talk about, don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about tomorrow. And some of us may be thinking about that. Maybe some of us think about our clothes or what we're going to eat or what we're focusing on tomorrow. And those things are temporary. But maybe that doesn't resonate with you as much. Maybe you're placing value on people's opinion about you. How many likes you get? How many people endorse you? How many people applaud you? How many retweets you're going to get? You're looking externally for validation, knowing that it's not going to last. And then it goes on to say, but collect for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy and where thieves and where thieves don't break in and steal. It's essentially saying you value and you seek after to attain the things that last forever and so i'm asking god okay what are some things that last forever human souls whether forever in hell or forever in heaven human souls last forever what are some other things that last forever god god lasts forever and then what else lasts forever well if god is rewarding us in heaven 
then the rewards in heaven last forever and we can seek after to attain those rewards. And what does he reward us for? Saving souls, praying in private, giving in secret, and fasting in secret. Now, it's not limited to those things, but those are some things that are listed biblically that do last. And so where do we invest our time? In the way that God sees us. Loving God, loving people, living for an audience of one. Those are the things that last forever. So what are some things that are temporary? Human opinion is temporary because the same people that shouted Hosanna, Hosanna were the same people who shouted crucify him crucify him and so you cannot bank on how many people like you how many people know your name how many people co-sign with you because at the end of the day people are fickle human opinion changes quicker than i don't know what one moment people hate george bush and now they're like oh cute george bush one moment people hate obama now people are like oh my gosh i love obama i don't know if people will ever like trump I don't even know if I'm going to keep that in the video, but the point I'm trying to make is human opinion is so fickle and you cannot depend on human opinion, which is, you know, here today, gone tomorrow, tossed with the wind every which way, depending on what pop culture media says. You cannot depend on what is temporary. In fact, you need to depend on what is eternal. God's opinion of you. God will reward everything that you do because he sees you and he sees what's done not just in front of people but he sees what's done in secret so whenever it comes to ridding ourselves of the opinions of people and not being bound to what people think about us what we have to resolve to do is love people we have to love them our love for people needs to outweigh our desire to be liked by them because if we love people we're going to say what we need to say, regardless of whether or not they're going to like it. We're going to ensure that we're prioritizing their souls being saved, regardless of if they're going to temporarily like us. Because here's the thing, you cannot lead people that you're in bondage to. If you're so concerned with their opinions of you, you're not going to actually rise to the level to where you're able to lead them and affect them and influence them. So it's not that you just suddenly stop caring about what people think about you. That's unrealistic. But it's that your conviction to help them and to love them and to lead them is bigger than that fear. Likes will fade, followers will fade, your image will fade, people's opinions will change, but what will not change is the fact that their soul is gonna live forever and you need to help them. What's, what's not gonna change is that God's love will endure forever and so you need to make sure that you are pleasing God because he will last forever. And you need to make sure that you're storing up for yourself treasures in heaven. Meaning instead of seeking after the external validation that's temporary on earth, you, you seek after eternal validation from God. So you pray in secret, you give in secret, you fast in secret, and you do the types of things that makes God smile because you're storing up treasures that people can't steal and have lasting security. So I just wanna ask you, where are your priorities? If you are really concerned with what people think about you and it's debilitating you and it's keeping you from doing the things that God has called you to do and becoming the person that he's called you to be, then where are your priorities? Are you prioritizing people's fickle opinion? Are you prioritizing the clothes you're gonna wear? How much money you have in the bank? If so, if those are the things that you're prioritizing, then the Bible says you have your reward in full. What does that mean? You have your reward in full.
What that means is that's all you're going to get. If you're seeking after the applause and validation of people, how much money you have in the bank, how cute you are, all of that, after that fades, it's gone. It's like a vapor. And so there are people who will never get applauded, applauded by men. There are people that nobody's ever going to notice, but they're doing things for God and they're living the way that he wants them to live. And they're letting their love outweigh their desire to be liked. And in heaven, their rewards will, will be the gift that keeps on giving. It'll give and give and give with royalties in perpetuity. I watch a lot of Shark Tank. It, will, it is the gift that will keep on giving because it's an eternal reward. It's not something that was fickle and momentary, but it's something that lasts for all of eternity. So it's not that you just shouldn't care what people think, but it's that your love for them outweighs that and your desire to please God outweighs that and your desire to get rewards that last forever outweighs that too. So I just want to leave you with this nugget. Think long term. The reason why Jesus was able to die on the cross for our sins, even though one moment people were shouting Hosanna, Hosanna, and the other they were saying crucify him, crucify him, was because Jesus was thinking long term. He saw beyond the moment. He understood that his love for people had to outweigh his desire to be liked and accepted by them. And that's the same approach that we need to have. We need to think long term. How is this going to benefit me for the rest of eternity? Because Jesus is right now sitting at the right hand of a father. He has all authority, all splendor, clothed in majesty. Every knee is going to bow at his name. And guess what? People cursed his name. And it was really hard for a moment. But he understood that the reward he's going to get for this in all of eternity is going to outweigh this momentary displeasure of people not liking him. And that's the same thing that we need to do. We need to understand that the eternal reward that we're going to get from being obedient to God and loving people is going to far outweigh the momentary pleasure of being accepted by them. So think long term and let your love for people outweigh your desire to be liked by them. I hope that this brought some biblical perspective and gave you the how to the what and the why on how to be free from the opinions of people and truly become the person that God has created you to be. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're a part of the Confident Committee, then do your part. Leave a review, a five-star podcast rating, and spread the word. I also want to invite you to the 2020 Change Conference hosted by me. This is where we're going to have a three-day weekend experience in June of 2020, solely dedicated to shedding what was never you to become who God calls you to be. You can purchase a ticket at www.confidentwomanconference.com. If you haven't already, join our Facebook community and follow us on Instagram at Confident Woman Co. As always, stay confident.